Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee Break, the new podcast hosted by yours truly, Clodo O'Loughlin, an IADT student and an avid coffee lover. I want this to be a chilled out, soft-spoken podcast for you to listen to when you need a break and want to relax. I'd recommend enjoying this podcast with a coffee of your choice. I have an oat milk latte with me. In this podcast, I'm going to chat to you about coffee and how it's related to art. I'm going to talk about the popularisation and commercialisation of coffee in regards to brands like Starbucks and Chamberlain Coffee, talk about how branding, art on Instagram, art and branding has really influenced the coffee craze. I'm going to chat about sustainability and ethics in coffee, how coffee makes me feel and my coffee preferences. I just thought of that saying, take a shot every time she says blank. And I thought of taking an espresso shot every time I say coffee in this podcast episode. But definitely don't do that. I'm not advising that at all. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> There's also a really fun interview included in the podcast that you'll see later. It's from someone involved in the small business Cray Coffee, started by IADT students. So definitely stick around to hear that. I just want to give a disclaimer that I've gathered information from different resources during my research, from sites like Britannica.com, Pete's.com, Logoworks.com and ChamberlainCoffee.com, as well as speaking to a representative from Cray Coffee. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Shannon McGovern who did the amazing artwork for this podcast. I love it to bits and I think it's amazing so I will try and find a way of giving you guys access to her art Instagram Um, but yeah you should definitely check her out. I think her art's amazing. So when I was thinking of doing coffee as a theme for this podcast I needed to relate it to art and I was thinking well A lot of people would argue that coffee is an art form in itself, but how do I convey that to people? How do I tell you how I feel coffee is related to art? And I thought, well, initially, latte art is a big part of coffee. People pay a lot more just to get nice latte art on their latte. Um, You can get depictions on your latte. People really go wild and are really creative with latte art. You can get designer logos printed on lattes and you can even get your own pictures printed on lattes in some places. So I think that's really funny. And then Pinterest has really played a role in people being really creative in ways that they sell coffee, like having very minimalistic bottles of coffee. I've seen that come up on um, my Pinterest a lot is having bottled coffee with minimalistic typography and labels on them. And I would think of that as very artistic and creative in its own way. It's really just setting itself aside. And then I thought of how popularization of coffee has really come about from using art in in branding and on social media to promote coffee. So places like Starbucks used colour and branding and images and making their drinks aesthetically pleasing for people to buy them and promote them, post them on Instagram. It was like free advertising. And there was a time where if you went to Starbucks, you had to post it on your Instagram so that everyone knew that you went. There was also the craze of the pink drink in America, 
where I mean it definitely doesn't sound like my kind of tea to me it sounds a bit just like strawberry milk but it was this craze everyone wanted to have it because it was aesthetically pleasing it looked like art and people wanted to take a picture of it so everyone knew that they went to Starbucks and got the pink drink so yeah I think that's really interesting but from that from people using Instagram to influence how to buy their coffee and you know really spurring people on to buy their coffee from free advertising basically local coffee shops really needed to get innovative and creative whereas now local coffee shops that we find are being really creative and having their own branding I know my local coffee shop that I love definitely is big on branding they have their logo everything goes with that color scheme there's lots of art in the coffee shop it just creates its own vibe and aura in the coffee shop and that was never done before until things like instagram pinterest came about where people needed everything to be aesthetically pleasing so that they would post their coffee on instagram and everyone would say oh well where is that i need to go there and get that coffee and post it so it looks nice and I think that's really, really great because it really got coffee to a new level where it wasn't just getting a black coffee and having it in your takeaway cup and bringing it to work just to get stuff done. It became an art form in itself. And I think that's really important because being an avid coffee lover, I love that coffee is getting the recognition it deserves. And then you look at people like Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamberlain in herself is amazing at branding and, you know, she's gotten from a place where she only started YouTube in the summer of 2017 and now she's getting invited to Paris Fashion Week by Louis Vuitton and she's getting clothes sent to her by Louis Vuitton and brands are just absolutely scavenging trying to work with her but from that she has been really clever in the way that she relates to coffee she has her own coffee brand and I must admit I have bought stuff from the coffee brand and I'm excited to buy more I think it's actually a really great brand um there is controversy surrounding it does it need to be that expensive probably not but you are paying for the brand you're paying for that artwork how she takes the photos I mean you go on the you go on to Emma Chamberlain's Instagram and from day one she had a coffee in hand every outfit she posts well maybe not every outfit but most photos that she posts it's almost like the coffee in hand an iced coffee whatever it is is part of her outfit and she really created that from her YouTube from day one she started in summer 2017 and all that summer all the way up to now there's almost been a coffee in almost every video so when Emma Chamberlain launched her own coffee brand, we weren't surprised at all. We thought, well, that actually makes sense. It makes a lot more sense than someone who doesn't wear a pretty little thing having a pretty little thing collaboration. You know, it makes a lot of sense for Emma Chamberlain to make her own coffee brand. So she launched her brand Chamberlain Coffee in 2019. And I'll be honest, when it came out, I wasn't too pushed to get it, other than the fact that I was interested in the steeped coffee bags. That's another thing of, you know, a different kind of art and coffee. I hadn't seen those before. I think they're really cool. I haven't seen another brand do it. I'm sure other brands have, but I haven't seen any other steeped coffee bags used for cold brew, which is, I presume, more of an American thing. I don't know whether I'm looking in the wrong places, but I haven't seen cold brew in Ireland. 
But then again, America definitely does influence trends that come to Ireland maybe a year or two later. So maybe we will see an influx of cold brew in Ireland um, in maybe a year or maybe this year. So, yeah, Emma Chamberlain really created this whole almost an aesthetic or an outfit type where you had to have a coffee in hand. So when she brought out Emma Chamberlain, or not Emma Chamberlain, when she brought out Chamberlain coffee, we all thought, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then people bought it because there was already this thing that she had created on Instagram and Pinterest where there was a look that you needed to achieve to look like Emma Chamberlain, to have these nice clothes, but to also have coffee. And if you were buying it from her, that made it even better. So the brand really kicked off, but Emma Chamberlain herself wasn't too happy with it. She was happy, but she said that she definitely felt the brand had more potential. The packaging when the brand was launched, they only um, launched one blend, whereas now they have five. She said she wasn't really happy with the flavour of the coffee. She felt that they had more potential with the coffee itself, um, sustainability and also with the packaging she felt the branding wasn't enough and let me tell you she definitely amped up on the branding so if you go onto the chamberlain coffee website you will now see you'll be greeted with the chamberlain coffee photo shoot for when they rebranded in 2020 and brought out i think it was four new flavors or as well as the original blend and now they have a holiday flavor as well um for christmas but you will be greeted with the photo shoot from that launch. And it is like something that would you would see on the runways. I mean, Emma Chamberlain in full glamour with a coffee in hand, surrounded by bags of coffee. And I don't I think it's bizarre because it seems so fitting. We don't even question it. It looks great. It makes me want to buy the coffee. The ads are everywhere. It really makes me want to buy the coffee the different colours for each family blend, as long as they call them. Um, they all have different colours and they just look amazing. I mean, I have two of the, the bags of coffee, diff- two different types, and there's one that's pink, one that's dark green. And I really love the look of them and, you know, the depictions on them, the little caricatures. I think they're almost like, well, they're not the best part. The coffee itself is actually really good and I would recommend it. But they definitely play a massive role. I don't think if it was an Emma Chamberlain's coffee and if it didn't have the great branding and advertisement that I thought it did, then I don't think I'd be as, as inclined to repurchase it. It definitely is good, but it's not it's not worth it for the price without that whole thing of the branding, the look, um, Emma Chamberlain's association. So that's a really interesting way of how people use an art form of branding, of Instagram, of influencing to boost a coffee brand that was never really before seen maybe in Starbucks, but Emma Chamberlain took it to a whole new level. So I really want to talk to you about the history of coffee briefly, just because I feel it's important um, in the grand scheme of things because coffee's become so normal in our life now um, because Starbucks I mentioned them earlier really were they're on top of the market they're like it's just normal to see a Starbucks everywhere now even in Ireland so Starbucks was founded in 1971 but it wasn't the first major roaster and coffee shop chain the first coffee shop chain 
was Peets, started by Alfred Peet. He started them in the 1960s. However, the three Starbucks founders, Jerry Baldwin, Gordon Bowker and Zev Siegel, I don't know if I pronounced those right, but I tried my best. They were trained to roast by Alfred Peet himself, who started the first major roaster and coffee shop chain in America. But they launched Starbucks and opened the first store in 1971 near Pike's Place. And I didn't know that because Pike's Place Roast is actually something that I have here at home for my Nespresso machine. They have a Pike's Place Roast and I think it's really great, actually. I think it's pretty good for, like, as Nespresso pods go, I think it's pretty good. Um, But they've really commercialised that. They've really you know, done well with branding with the whole Pike's Place thing. And then the Starbucks logo. We want to get more into art. The Starbucks logo itself is a phenomenon. So I didn't know this, but the Starbucks logo is actually a siren. It's not a mermaid, even though that could be the same thing. I'm not really um, big on mythology, so I wouldn't really know. But the correct term for it is a siren. And I was always kind of confused. I mean, well, like, what what does Starbucks stand for? Is it because, like, bucks or dollars in America or something like that? But where's the star coming from? And why is there a mermaid? I mean, it's coffee. What does coffee have to do with mermaids? And then I read, when doing research for the project, that Terry Heckler designed the logo to have a nautical theme because of the Starbucks name and then that's when I learned what the Starbucks name is about. Starbuck is the name of the first mate in Moby Dick and I didn't know that because I hadn't read it but I think it's really crazy to think that this brand that has completely taken over the coffee market is named after a character in Moby Dick. So that's really interesting. And then like that's where their whole logo came from. And the logo of Starbucks is so well known that in their last um, logo change, they actually took out the the name of the brand. They just have the siren now and the green colour that we all know and love. Um, but the original design was brown, um, which was meant to stimulate... Um, appetite and it was associated with earth nature stability and then they changed it in 1987 to the kelly green which hasn't changed since it's the same green color which was meant to represent earth nature but in a more eco-friendly way and that brings me to sustainability in coffee i find it quite funny that the green of starbucks is meant to um, stimulate eco-friendly because I mean, you could say that Starbucks have made a stab at being eco-friendly by, you know, getting rid of their straws and having the little sippy cup thing. But I think they could definitely do a lot better. They're a major contributor to waste and single-use plastic. Um, But then I think it's important to think about small brands who are, you know, coffee retailers and small coffee shops, local coffee shops that use compostable packaging and compostable coffee cups um i think it's really important to look at them because if you want to be supporting a large corporation like that you do need to be aware that they even though definitely when i think of starbucks the first thing that comes to mind definitely isn't sustainability and eco-friendliness but they are trying to send us that subliminal message so it is it is good to be um aware of that 
But on the note of sustainability and supporting small businesses, I have a really exciting interview for you. Um, it's a short one, but it is with the Cray Coffee, someone from Cray Coffee. And I think it's a really important thing to hear about. So it's a small business started by three people in IEDT and I'll just let you have a listen. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for doing this. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Aaron. I'm um, a third year applied entrepreneurship student in IEDT. Um, and myself and three others in my uh, course set up um, this Cray Coffee um, uh, business because we had to do a social enterprise as part of our final year project. So that's kind of why we started it. Cool. Um, yeah, I was wondering, um, I've seen things all over Instagram um, about Cray Coffee and I've been really intrigued because it, is it all IEDT students that, that have set up this company? Yeah, so all of us are in third year applied entrepreneurship. Um, we just were put into a, we were just told to set up a group and kind of do what you want as long as there's a social element to it. So uh, three of the lads and myself, we were all chatting about coffee and that kind of industry. We were mainly talking about like reusable pods and stuff. And yeah. And from there, the kind of conversation went on and on. And eventually, yeah, we came to the conclusion to start doing coffee. So, yeah, it's all um, IDT students. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's great to see IDT students creating a coffee company, obviously, because I'm doing a podcast about coffee. I'm really enthusiastic about it. I was wondering, have you always had an interest in coffee? Uh, me, myself, definitely. I started drinking coffee probably far too young. I was probably about 10 when I started <laughs> drinking coffee. Um, so for me, it was, I've always had it and I still probably definitely consume too much of it. I have probably about five to 10 cups of coffee a day. Um, where the lads would be kind of interesting coffee, not as much as me, as in they kind of they have a cup of coffee for the caffeine, whereas I'm like I love the taste, I love trying different oh, blends, yeah, yeah. and I love the whole coffee kind of art behind it. Whereas they just kind of they're a little bit more just in for the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, you're definitely the right person to be talking to. So I'm definitely like that myself. I'm really into coffee really into finding a good cup of coffee somewhere that makes a good cup of coffee you know all the flavors the notes and all of that so um did you kind of take that approach when you were researching for your suppliers yeah so we got in contact with a few different people and got samples sent out to us and we were trying all the different coffees the only thing about that was we started doing this during a lockdown so it wasn't just that simple we couldn't just meet up with one another so yeah um we were in person in college and we were trying them all together and we kind of went off like two main consumers so people that are actually really into coffee and people that like coffee but they don't love coffee so we kind of went for a more sweeter blends and then went off a more of a stronger coffee flavor um but when we were picking them it was very much like what do we actually like? Because what's the point of yeah, trying to yeah. cater to people that you don't know what they want? So we said we have a nice range of people in the four of us, kind of some that are, aren't overly into it and me that's really into it and kind mm -hmm. of found like a nice, happy blend of, of it all. Yeah, that's that's really cool to hear. So do you have um, one blend or are there multiple blends? So we've got 
two types of coffee. So we've got City Blend, which is a blended coffee, and then we've got the Colombian one, which is, it's not a blend, it's just pure coffee. Perfect. Um, yeah, that sounds really interesting. And where can people find Cray Coffee? So we're about to launch the website. We're a couple of days away from having that up and ready to go. And we're on Instagram and all usual social medias. But other than that, we're in three stores. So we're in Dean's Grange in the Super Value there. And then we're in um, a kind of gift shop garden centre in, in Ashburn and Meath. And then we're also in the Matter Private uh, Northside Dublin. So, yeah, you can go mainly buy it in person. And that's kind of what the aim is with us. Like, we will do the online sales, but I know we're really enjoying doing business to business and getting it into yeah, actual that's stores. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just going to ask you, I saw on your Instagram that um, I got the vibe that you are kind of like into the whole sustainability and ethics of coffee. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, so we are trying to do what we can because like, kind of, our kind of whole thought process behind it was we're consuming it anyways like i'm gonna drink coffee regardless but what can we do to make it the world just a little bit less terrible um because yeah. most places are just they don't really care so we're just doing our best to try be as ethically as we can like ethical as possible as well as like little just small little changes so for example our postal packaging is 100 percent biodegradable and the stickers that are on that is all made from 100 percent recycled paper so it's not going to change the world overnight or anything but just small little changes that we can do ourselves as well as trying to show people other things because it's filter coffee you get left with waste coffee and we're trying to teach people like that doesn't have to go straight into a bin um it can be composted and we use like as fertilizer on plants and stuff like there's so much more to it so we're just trying to kind of show people teach people what they can do themselves to be a little bit more eco and try to do what we can on our end to make sure that we as a business are trying to be ethical and sustainable. That's really great to hear. Um, I think it's normally those small businesses that care in that regard, trying to make the world a better place, even if it's just uh, from a few sales of coffee. And that's great to hear. Um, just as like a parting word, I guess, uh, just because this whole thing, I've realised now that you're really into coffee. What would be your go to coffee like your favorite coffee to get oh well see i find you see it depends as well so like to buy a coffee i would always went with instant coffees before i started doing this um and i wouldn't have used so much of like filter coffee but since i started doing this i started looking at other brands um that do similar things so coffee perfection is an irish company that do really really nice coffee um but then also going out and about i try to because I, I know in ireland we have a, a huge drinking culture but me and my friends have tried to kind of actively meet up for coffees rather than for a pint um yeah so that's a great idea when we're out and about i would i though wouldn't really be a big starbucks drinker but the likes of insomnia and stuff would be kind of my go-to places yeah great to hear um, yeah, so I wish you all the best of luck. Thanks for coming on. And I hope that everyone that's listening can, you know, go and check you out. I'll link your Instagram. And if you have the website, I'll put that link as well. Um, but yeah, thanks a million um, for joining. It was great. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks. 
So yeah, I hope that you enjoyed that interview. Um, I sure did. And it's really interesting, I think, to see IADT students being so innovative. Um, but definitely check them out on Instagram. And if they have their website up and running, um, I will try and find a way of linking that. So yeah, I think before I finish up, it would be fitting to tell you what my favourite coffee is. So buying coffee at the moment... Um, I have Chamberlain coffee that I bought for Christmas, but normally I would get the coffee roasted from my local coffee shop. I think that's probably a better way of um, supporting small businesses is if your local coffee shop sells their coffee um, roasted in bags. That's a great way. And then if you can afford that, um, if you have an espresso, I think that the Pikes Place and Cafe Verona Nespresso pods are really good. Um, but yeah, and then if I'm ordering coffee, I normally have an oat milk latte with honeycomb syrup. Um, the honeycomb syrup is actually really great in it. It's kind of like niche enough, but it's really good. And... I always have oat milk in my coffee. My favourite oat milk at the moment is Innocent. So yeah, that is my favourite coffee all around. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned something from it. And I sure did. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening.